It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's, let's start, start with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Someone asked me this past week via email where the best medium training comes from. Is it the Canadians? Is it the Australians? Is it the Americans? Is it our friends in the UK? And basically, I wrote her back with where I think all great mediumship comes from. So I want to start this episode with just a few facts and figures that you may not know about. And then you're going to hear some words from a great medium of today. Way back when, in the mid-1800s, There were a pair of sisters called the Fox Sisters who were said to hear some raps and taps within their home. And they created a system to communicate with this being who was giving them the raps and taps. You can do some research on the Fox Sisters, but that is said to where modern day spiritualism begins. Shortly after that, there was a lady named Maria B. Hayden that was a reverend and a doctor, she took this information over to the UK and basically introduced this spiritualism around 1852. The late 1800s, talking to the deceased through mediumship was in its heyday. But it wasn't the mediumship we think of today, which we call evidential mediumship. It was people sitting in home circles singing, inviting the spirit world to come in. The mediumship of those days was called trance and physical mediumship. If you feel like going back to some of my earlier episodes, episode number three was about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. You remember him, right? Wrote Sherlock Holmes books. Well, in the late 1800s, he gave up Sherlock Holmes to write about and participate in spiritualism. Also in episode 17, I introduce to you words from Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters and his father, Peter, talking about the grandfather who participated in these meetings, also known as seances, back in the 1800s, and what was experienced. There were some amazing mediums that came out of this time. One world-famous medium was by the name of Estelle Roberts. And also during that time was a medium by the name of Fanny Higginson. Estelle was a medium who could do trance sittings. She had the power of physical mediumship, but also evidential mediumship. Fanny Higginson was also a trance medium and could sit in circle and give people evidential messages. Back on episode 90, I introduced you to medium Martin Twycross, who told a lot in that episode about great mediums of the past, including Estelle and Gordon Higginson. 
Now, Fanny Higginson was the mother of Gordon Higginson. And when she was just 14 years old, she sat with one of these trance mediums who told her a couple of things. One, that by the time she arrived home, that she would find her mother deceased, which was true. And also that she herself would give birth to a boy who would end up being one of the all-time great mediums. Fanny did become a medium. She trained her son, Gordon, from a very young age. And I can't even imagine this, but there were times that she blindfolded him and plugged his ears so that he could develop that personal connection with the spirit world. She started training him at the age of three, actually. And by the age of 12, they called him the boy wonder for being able to give this communication from the deceased. Gordon, of course, really honed his own personal skills as a trance medium, a physical medium, and an evidential medium. And whether it's Canada, Australia, the United States, England, or some other area in the world, I personally believe the very best mediumship with integrity comes from his teachings. Although Gordon Higginson passed to spirit in 1993, you can still see videos of him, lectures, and get a whole bunch of really good information at gordonhigginson.co.uk. You've met Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes several times on the show. Their mediumship stems from his teachings. And by the way, this week, our new classes start with them. So if you want to come along and start a journey to experience mediumship, what it's like, come on along. Of course, you can find that at wedontdie.com. A great medium who studied under Gordon Higginson, Mavis Patilla, migrated to the spirit world the end of 2022. She was someone who personally trained with Gordon Higginson. I want you to hear some words of another person who personally trained with Gordon Higginson. This is medium Paul Jacobs, who is known as one of the great mediums alive today. At different times in my life, I had experiences as a young boy and a young man, um, not realizing that I was a medium. I just thought it was the places I was residing in at that time were haunted and they were ghosts. And then when I came to my uh, mid-20s, these experiences um, sort of became intensive and they were very objective experiences and they actually scared the living daylights out of me. I'd even get up in the middle of the night and book myself in a hotel. And uh, one day I was walking down this road, which I'd walked down many times before, and suddenly stopped and turned and saw this building which said Spiritualist Church and the lights were on and people were going in. So I thought, oh, I'll go in and see what's going on there. I had no clue what was going to happen. And these two ladies came onto the platform, one which I know now is the president of the church, and the other lady was the medium. And as they sat there, I looked at the uh, lady who was the medium, and I thought, I know that lady from somewhere. And halfway through the uh, demonstration, she came to me with the contact. And then through that contact, she suddenly stopped, and she says, I know you, don't I? And I said, yes. And she said, you're Alfie's son. And I said, yes, that's correct. And she says, um, it's not fair for me to carry on giving you a contact publicly. I'll have a word with you afterwards. And the medium turned out to be my great aunt, my father's aunt. And um, about six weeks later, she rang me and she says, are you still going to the church? I said, I have been, but I'll be honest, I don't think it's for me. It's a little bit rubbishy what I'm hearing. Um, I don't think much to it. And she said, well, um, on Sunday, I'm going to Longton Spiritualist Church, Gordon Higginson's church, which meant nothing to me. She says, would you like uh, would you like to come with me? So I said, yes, I'll come with you. And when we got to the church, Gordon Higginson was standing outside, and she introduced me to him, and we shook hands. And I heard these words in my mind, you're going to become friends. Six weeks later, my aunt passed. And I went to the funeral service, which the crematorium was only 10 minutes down the road, and I arrived two hours early. I parked my car and looked over, and there was Gordon Higginson sitting in his car. Mm -hmm. He was going to be taking the service, 
and he invited me to sit with him and he says, young man, I can help you. And that was the beginning and the start of my, my journey. I think if I had not met him in the beginning of my journey, I don't think I would have stayed in this um, subject. I decided to um, book to go to the college and one of Gordon Higginson's weeks. And um, on the first evening, the introduction, he said, we're not going to have an introduction. We're going to begin work straight away. Could I have a volunteer to go out and work? And nobody volunteered. And he said, you're all a waste of time. I don't know why you bothered coming. You've been given an opportunity and you don't take it. Paul, out you come. So out I came. And at that stage, I hadn't sat in any classes. All I was doing was sitting in a group for um, um, self-awareness and self-development. Because mm -hmm. Gordon Higginson believed that was the foundation to begin your development with. And also building and finding a recognition and a relationship with that power of God that's within you. So that was the first stage. But actually on mediumistic awareness and psychic exercises, I'd done nothing. Okay. So... I came out onto the platform and he said, I would like you to make a contact. I says, me, I don't know how to do it. And he gave me no instructions. You know, he didn't say, right, relax yourself through your breathing, extend your aura, do this. He just, I said, I don't know what to do. He says, just ask who's there. Without um, having any previous knowledge or understanding, my mind went down to the depths of my soul and simply just cried out to God, help Give me what this man wants. And I heard the words father in my head. I didn't know whether it was the spirit world or not. And I had no problem expressing it because I wasn't scared of it not being the spirit world because I'd actually gone to prove I wasn't a medium. So um, I said, it's somebody's father. So he said, and who would he like to speak to? And I said, I don't know. He says, ask and allow their power to move you to where they want to go. So I did the same process again. This one lady in the audience seemed to stand out, this young blonde lady. And I said, the lady there. And she says, yes, my father's in the spirit world. And then Gordon Higginson said, and what does he want to say? Again, I did the same process, went to the depths of my soul, asked, and the words came into my mind. I've only just passed, and I've left my daughter half a million pounds in my will. And she says, yes, that's correct. But what more simpler, mm -hmm. go to awaken that God power, ask God who's there, who they want to speak to, what do they want to say. If we all learn that simple thing right from the beginning, we wouldn't have the problems and difficulties in our mediumship as we do today, and we'd have a better quality of mediumship. You know, see, what's happened over the years with mediumship, and I've been at fault with it as well, mm -hmm. is that, you know, because... The students are wanting to so much know all the mechanics of it, and they were trying to structure is important, yeah, and giving them all these techniques and structures. But what we've done is taken away the naturalness, mm -hmm. and even I had to awaken myself up about that. And that's why quite often when I go into demonstrations, you hear the same style, the same type of evidence, time and time and time again. We're going to take this opportunity to have our break before hearing more words from Paul Jacobs, who is one of the last remaining mediums that have studied personally with Gordon Higginson. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family. But that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I'm sharing with you a conversation I had with Paul Jacobs, who is the only medium I know today left that has studied and trained with the great Gordon Higginson. Many mediums today are teaching this laundry list of information to get from someone in the spirit world. And I don't know who first came up with that, but it is not to be followed. How did you die? What was your illness? How tall were you? What color hair did you have? Etc. So I want to share with you what Paul has to say about this. Some of the tutors I've trained and teachers I've trained, they used to say to me, uh, Paul, we're going to come into your demonstration. I say, oh, you've seen me enough times. And they said, no, we want to come. And I said, why? Because we find it interesting the way you begin a contact. And I said, what do you mean? They said, with you, you never know what you're going to begin with. It's so different. You don't have a set pattern of what evidence is going to come. And I don't, because when I work for the spirit world and ready to work, I just simply say, I surrender, I trust. Bring me whatever evidence you want to bring in whatever way I can receive it. So I don't decide what evidence I want, and I don't decide the way I'm going to receive it. 
they know what to bring and they know what I'm capable of receiving through which faculty at that particular time. So when, we, when we're working communication with people's uh, loved ones, I believe in very much trying to get a soul-to-soul blending. So it's as if they're not possessing you, but it's as if there's that merging of the souls of you and the communicator, and it's as if within you, you become the essence and the power of them. You can even take on their mannerisms um, with it. And then we can bring that, um, you know, the essence of them, the quality of them, how that maybe relationship was lived and shared between the communicator and the recipient. But then I believe then we have the helpers, guides, or whatever you wish to call them, who will then, when there is maybe more specific particular type of evidence to get across, they will then sometimes bring that in um, through the clairvoyance and the clairaudience. Yeah, I don't believe personally that when we cross over that we have all knowledge of the entire universe. Certainly not, certainly not. Um, I think a lot of spiritualists are going to be in for a little bit of a shock, to be honest with you. Um, you know, so if we look, uh, when we physically die, we have this etheric body, then which is a replica of a physical body without the um, the disease. So we, we are in a level of consciousness or a world um, that is called the etheric world, which is a replica of this world. So within that etheric world, there's still many, many different levels of awareness and consciousness. And I believe the etheric world is a copy of this world. So for those of us who have not maybe fulfilled our full earthly time, we can still, in that world, fulfill that we didn't have the time to manifest within this world. So if you've got a son in the spirit world who was, you know, having to be a professional footballer and got a talent, he can continue and to fulfill that that potential and that and that dream. And I also think it's a place of adjustment as well. So what we've got to look at, even though it's a, um, the spirit world is a state of being and mind, the etheric world is as real and solid to our family in the spirit world as this one is to you and me. So, you know, so, you know, we've got to realize um, I, I, I was fortunate the spirit world people took me through the process of what it was like to die and move into the spirit world. And when I moved into the aesthetic world, it wasn't clairvoyance. It actually took me through the process and the experience. So when I arrived at the level of the etheric world, um, I was conscious of my father and uh, able to meet my father. Then I heard this voice, one of the guides, say to me, Paul, we'd like you to come with us. And I says, no, thank you. I'm staying here. I want to stay here with my father. And I said, no, you cannot. I said, well, can my father come with us? And they said, no, where we want to take you, the light will be too bright for him. So they took me to another level of consciousness, which my father wasn't ready to reach. So I'm in this physical world, he's in the spirit world, and I could still reach a higher level of consciousness in the spirit world than my father could. So it it all depends on the levels of consciousness we reside in and expressing will depend on our own development and expression and consciousness of our own own spirit. And this is why as spiritualists, once we have the knowledge and understanding we have, actually we have a greater responsibility and personal responsibility to live to the highest thing that is within us, to the best of our ability. Okay, we're human, we're still going to have frailties, we're not going to be able to express it perfectly, but we need to start that process here and now within this life, not wait until we're physically alive to be able to grow and um, perfect that expression of the spirit, which is that something divine, that power we know and understand of God that's within us all. A little bit about that God source or the divinity inside (laughs) us and tapping. Yes, certainly. So what we've got to look at, we've got the physical body, then behind the physical body, we've got the etheric body and numerous lighter bodies, which we shed as we grow and progress in the expression. And then we have the soul, and then we may get, we'll get to a stage eventually where we will lose shape and fall, but we will still have individuality because we'll be purely soul, and then the soul is the vehicle of the spirit and the emotion 
and the higher mind and consciousness. Because as mediums, we're supposed to give evidence that there's another mind, another intelligence behind that communication. So the mind of the spirit within the soul is nothing to do with the brain or the physical body. And I believe within each of us, there is that God particle that each of us have to touch and I believe every true medium has to touch that God part at least once. And it's by touching that God particle, we awaken that power of the spirit. I believe it's the same power that runs through you, me, the bird, the flower, and the tree. But then that power is individualized in its expression through our soul's journey. I don't believe we're here to perfect the spirit, but if that spirit is of something of God, then that perfection is already there. It is being able to express that perfection, that something divine, in every action, in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our words, in our deeds. And like I say, none of us are going to make that perfect. But it's being able to recognise and, and this is very much the point that Gordon was, and also very much he tried to get across to me, was this reality of this living power that's divine that we know as God. But for you to be part of your day, he believed in making God your best friend, sharing all that you are all the time with God. And just a little funny story. We were doing um, take getting the platform in the church uh, ready for the Harvest Festival. So him and myself were putting all the produce out. And he was at the one end and I was at the other end. And it was quite a large platform, so quite a distance. And I'd got down to this last bag of oranges. And every time I put the last orange on, they all fell off. Okay. I tried several times and I was cussing and swearing under my breath. And then all of a sudden I heard Gordon say, Paul. And I turned around and he looked at me and he says, don't swear at them. No, he didn't physically hear me swear. He says, speak to them with love. They are seeds of God. And he walked over, he picked the last orange up, placed it there, and they just stayed perfectly. <laughs> I know it seems a little silly story, but that was his conviction of him living the power and the relationship of God. And that was the difference with him. It wasn't just the quality of his mediumship. It was the power that was there and that emanated from him. You know, when he used to come to the Arthur Finley College, say maybe part way through the course, you could feel the atmosphere begin to change as he got closer to the college. It was un unbelievable. You know, um, you'd only have to be within his company, in his presence, and you'd feel something different. It, it's, and I'm not exaggerating, you know, even, even my mother, who's a strong Catholic lady, sometimes she'd say to me, oh, are you going to church today, Paul? And I'd say, yes. And she'd say, is Gordon Higginson going to be there? And I'd say, yes, but he's not taking the service. And she says, that's okay. And she says, I'll come with you. I said, Mom, why does he have to be there? He's not taking the demonstration or the speaking. She says, Paul, I only have to see him standing there. And doesn't matter how ill I feel or how depressed I am, I feel well again. That was the power he had. How can we get in touch with that God source within us and yeah. and what what our soul is meant to do for the days we still have left? Here? That, that's a that's a very good point to bring to, to bring up. You see, because this um, recognizing this power and developing this power and having this relationship with it and with God is not just for mediums. Actually, it's what the message of mediumship is all about. Yes, we're here, and, and I'd love to be able to help those who are grieving um, for that physical loss. Yes, help people who are, who are sick with a healing touch. Yes, maybe help people who've got problems and difficulties. But the greater message is, and behind the mediumship, and this is where often we're failing, and I, I will do so myself as well, so please, I'm not just speaking about anybody else. If mediumship is doing its real job, serving its real purpose, it is through that communication from spirit to my spirit, touching and awakening the spirit of the uh, recipient. So they will then have a change take place and make them search to find their own reality 
of that power of the eternal spirit and how we can be part of their life and help them in their life. We'll go on to our break in just a moment, but just consider that light, that divine spark, the God source, whatever you want to call it, is very real. Something breathed life into us. Something has the trees grow, the flowers grow, and tapping into it while we're here and continuing the journey after we migrate to the other side. We do all want to tap into the source. So we'll hear more about that when we come back with Paul Jacobs. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And now back to Sandra Champlain and Shades of the Afterlife. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are listening to some inspiring words from medium Paul Jacobs, who is the only one I know that is left as a student of the great teacher, Gordon Higginson. He was speaking about this divine light that burns within each one of us, our connection to the source, to God. And we don't need to be a medium to be fueled by it. So let's continue. You know, we don't want everybody to be mediums. God help us if everybody was. Um, We don't want that. We want people in all walks of life, whether it's somebody expressing that power simply as being the most wonderful mother in the world, our politicians, our businessmen, our teachers, our medical profession, if they could do it with all that, all express with that power of that divinity that's there and the source behind it all. What a difference. And if we can also individually, you don't have to be a medium, can develop that power, it will all, and listen to that silent, still intuitive voice within the soul. We could actually make all mediums redundant. We don't need them. And because then the spirit world can help us individual. That power will be able to move us, direct us, uphold us in all that we are and in all that we do. It's the same with prayers. God's got no hands and feet to answer our prayers. So the only way God can answer those prayers is by people who have got that awareness, who can be moved by that power, be moved into the path from the place of that person asking the prayer, or the person who's asking the prayer being able to be moved by that power into the path of the person who can help them. I'll just share another little story with you because it's part of what we're speaking about. I was driving along with Gordon Higginson in the car and I was telling him how I slept with an axe under my bed. And he said, you sleep with an axe? He said, that's a little bit silly. Why do you do that? I said, well, my home is burgled and I'm scared of it happening again and happening particularly if I'm at home in bed asleep at night time. And he says, Paul, you are silly. He says, do you not realise how well protected you are? Nothing untoward will ever happen to you in life. I thought, fantastic, cancel all my life insurance, take out extra pension. And then he added, and I, I'd never told him this, he said, and even in your car. And he didn't know that I'd always got this fear that I would die in a car accident because my father did, my grandmother did, a couple of close friends did. And uh, I thought, wow, this is wonderful. Nothing going towards going to help um, happen to me. So when I arrived home, I, I was thinking about it. So I sat and I thought, and I said to the spirit world, that's very nice, all very well for me, but why me and not everybody else? I'm no more important. I'm no more special than anybody else. And the answer I got back from the spirit was, we try to do the same for everyone, but we are limited by you as individuals on how much we can influence you through the power. So that what the spirit will can do for me can do for you and everybody else if we awaken that power and have that relationship with it. Oh, it's a great story. I'm starting to get teared up. I grew up going to Catholic school, Catholic church. Same yes. Never, even now, have not developed that relationship with God. And I got this image that I've had this silent friend walking in my life by my side the whole time, always here, always ready. And it really is as simple as just asking. That's right. Uh, sometimes, you know, some, some of the students say to me, Paul, you know, you seem to be able to stay out your conscious mind quite easily when you're working with the spirit world and, and be able to stay with the spirit. I said, yes, because I'm not doing anything unnatural. When I'm living my everyday life, I'm experiencing it not just with my conscious mind, but with, with my soul and the ingredients within the soul. So I'm, I'm not doing anything different. Thank you for sharing that. Paul, you've been a guest medium on some of our Sunday gatherings and also some other private demonstrations. Some evidence really seems evidential. Can you talk a little bit about the evidence that comes through? 
you see, as, a, as somebody listening to a contact and as the medium, we cannot judge what is good evidence or not. Again, I'll just give you a little story. It's one of my favourite ones. I've been seeing this lady for, I've given her several, several private sittings. Uh, her daughter was in the spirit world. And, uh, and she says to me, Paul, she says, uh, my husband is just falling apart and we can't do anything with him. Would you see him for me? I said, yes, I will. And he came, she brought him. And uh, because I'd given several sittings already to the wife, I was like searching for what evidence I can get differently. I was trying to find the most practical evidence, strongest evidence I could to convince him. And it was just... <laughs> And I thought, I'm not succeeding here at all. So I just said to the daughter, I said, is there something else you'd like to give before we bring the sitting to the close? And she gave me something. And I said to the father, I said, I want to say some words from your daughter to you. They're not evidence. I cannot prove them. But she just simply wants to say, you're the best father in the world and she wouldn't change you for anything. And he just absolutely broke down and I turned to the wife I said what have I said what have I done she says Paul you don't realize the last time we saw her before she got killed in the accident we told her he wasn't her real father and a reply back to him was you're the best father in the world I wouldn't change you for anything that was their last word their last conversation and there's me saying it's not evidence and then if you'd been listening in a demonstration, you'd have thought I was just being all sweet, love and light. <laughs> Not evident. The father couldn't have heard anything better. You know, one in a demonstration. I knew this young girl, she only looked about 16, 17, 18 at the most. And I knew she was going to have a contact, but I wasn't going to force it. And it was the last contact. And I went to her and I said, you've listened to the contacts I've given this evening. I'm not going to be giving all that type of information to you. I just want you to know your father's here. He walked through the front door. He never came back, and it wasn't your fault. Didn't give her anything else. She didn't need anything else. She was in absolute tears. The whole room was in tears. There was nothing else needed to be said. So this is what we've got to be careful of as teachers in this controlling and uh, this limitation of what the spirit world wants to express. Yes, we do have to give up techniques and structure to present it in a certain way, but really there's got to be that surrender of what they want to bring and what we're capable of receiving. They know. They know us inside out. Paul, could you talk a little bit about symbolism? A lot of mediums use it. A balloon must mean a birthday. Symbology is important, and there's different types of symbology, but I often see symbology used as an excuse to cover up being wrong. You know, you know so they might say, show you a railway track, and they say, oh, um, your father works on the railway lines. No. Oh, oh then um, it's symbolic, then, and they want to say you've got to stay on track. And, and you see, the trouble is, you know, I do use symbology. I use it in two ways. One where they will sometimes get practical evidence of through a symbolic object, like they might show me, uh, they show me a jar of Robinson jam uh, because they wanted to get the name of Robinson across. I can remember being in Italy and I was giving a lady contact from her husband, uh, sorry, from her father, and it was being accepted. And then all of a sudden I saw this, horse and I could have easily made the mistake of saying oh it's a symbol of strength oh your father had a horse and I didn't I said to the translator uh, what's the word for horse in Italian and she said cavalier so I said to the recipient your father connected two people by the name of cavalier and she says that's our family name so there is symbolic but it has to be an evidential practical way then what the spirit world will do for me sometimes they will bring me clairvoyant evidence which is evidence of the communicator which then i can use symbolic to lead me into the message 
So um, saying I gave a young man a contact from his um, grandfather. I spoke about the silver coin that was mint condition in a presentation box that he had belonging to his grandfather. And then the spirit will then, which he accepted and acknowledged, then the spirit will want you to use that to lead me into the message that they've come to speak and help him about his financial situations. Yeah. You've got to be experienced enough in mind to do this. They will give me some weird and wonderful ones. You know, they might give me things. Um, I remember all I could see was I was watching a movie, King Kong the film. Yeah, And I could see King Kong hanging from the Empire State Building and uh, holding the lady in his hand. And I said that I, I want somebody here, a lady in the audience here, who links with the name of King. And this lady put her hand up. And I said, you have an a ex-boyfriend, partner, lover in the spirit world? Yes. I said, you spent time in New York, in Manhattan with each other? Yes. He was in the film industry? Yes. All from that one picture. So that's symbolic, but it's still factual evidence. So there are times, there's quite often I, I will get... Uh, a stained glass, so I've got this stained glass window from my church, uh, the Good Shepherd, which is really Jesus with the lambs, yeah, uh, which is symbolising the little children. So sometimes they will give me that to tell me that there's a child in the spirit world, a small child, not a miscarriage, but a child that actually touched the earth that didn't stay. But every time I have that come, it, it doesn't always mean that. So I have to not presume it's automatically going to mean that. At other times, it could be purely a stained glass window. Um, it could be simply the psalm, the good shepherds. So, you know, you've got to be careful of having one symbol that means the same thing every time. I've had two different occasions when they're showing me the picture of Dracula, but I didn't give the same evidence. The one was a lady from um, Holland, and um, her husband was communicating, and um, from the image of Dracula, I was drawn to two particular points where Dracula was from and the blood clots on the neck. So I said, your husband died with blood clotting. Yes. I said, your husband also had links, this was in Holland, to Romania. And she said, my husband was Romanian. This is a good time to take our break, but it's fascinating, this language of the soul and how the spirit world puts pictures into our minds for evidence that need to be unraveled, so to speak. We'll be back with more stories from Paul Jacobs when we get back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, 
The Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. Don't forget to check out my show, Strange Things, each week as I bring you the world of the truly amazing and bizarre right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And now more Sandra on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. You can find out more about our guest at his website, mediumpauljacobs.com. And what a pleasure it is to hear his stories. So he was just about to tell the second story when Dracula showed up in his mind giving a medium reading. Then on another time in Italy, I've got this, what I got kept seeing was like this movie, Dracula in his coffin, and somebody putting the stake through his heart. And I thought, what the hell am I going to do with this? I couldn't get nothing else. I said, right, who are you? Where do you want to go? I'd got dad. I know it was a young man on the back row. I said, your father's in the spirit world. Yes. I said, your father died in his sleep in bed with a heart attack. Yes. I said, your father in some way was involved with films. Yes, my father worked at the cinema. And then it was as if I'd got the stake and hammer in my hand and I wanted to start chiseling. I said, and in your spare time, your father used to make sculptures and you've got one that is only half finished that belonged to him. So you see what you've got to realise, it, it is like learning another language. And um, there is a shorthand. And I also teach that the spirit world will often give you as little as possible to give you as much as possible. But I understand the point where you were coming from. So, so I want to get across symbology is important, but we can't use it in this silly way of being a cover for an excuse for being wrong. You know, the spirit world aren't going to go all that trouble um, and the difficulty for you to manifest this clairvoyant picture just to be symbolic for personality and character. It doesn't make sense. It's easier just to feel and sense the personality and character. And then we've got to just make sure that we're not too closed mind and try and use that symbol as the same thing every time. I know there's a lot of people do that. I would that, I would break that habit if I if I got that in my mediumship, I'd want to break that. Paul, we are not all cut out to be mediums, or we just don't want to be. Can the spirit world use us in our lives in other ways? 
you know, an artist, a musician, a gardener, um, that th- they can touch and bring a difference to somebody's soul just as much as a medium. You know, we're not going to get any extra points when we get to heaven because we've been a medium. We want people to be, you can inspire people from all aspects out of life. You know, um, I I can remember a good friend of mine, she passed um, um, three years ago. She was 99 when she passed. And um, she um, was at the church for over 50 years. She was the um, church healing receptionist. She was the church treasurer. She was the church organist. Um, after 50, uh, after no, remember just before the 50 years, she says to me, Paul, I'm tired. Do you, th- do you think I've done enough to pay God back for the healing I had from Gordon? Because when she was 40, she had cancer and she went to the church for healing. Yeah. And Gordon, um, it's in Gordon Higginson's book, um, he was doing a lecture. And um, Marjorie, my friend's name was Marjorie, sitting on the front row. And he says, you see, Marjorie will never be a medium. And um, and a face sort of like, um, didn't like him saying that publicly. But then he turned to everybody and looked at everybody. He says, but oh, she does love God so much. And so, you know, she served the spirit world probably far more than many mediums did. By being the healing receptionist, you know, by being the organist at the church, by looking after all the finances for the church, mm-hmm. helping the fundraising events. She's not less a spiritual than a medium, she's probably more, because she gave it freely and she did it in thanks for what she'd received from God through the power of the Spirit in the healing. Oh, I feel the same way just what I'm doing. And yes, I like to dabble and take courses, but I love this. I feel so much joy and I get to serve and share. I love to share. So what you're doing, Sandra, is just as important as in, 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 in any medium because, you know, it, it is through people like you or people who organize my practical courses everywhere. Without you, we couldn't do our work. You know, so, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to do anything with our mediumship if we, and, and our experiences, our knowledge, our understanding. If we haven't got people like you, that helps us and creates the opportunities for us to be able to express it and, and share and touch other people. And in return, I get so much joy and love, and it's great. And I can still explore what I want to explore. You had said in the beginning, talking about training people in awareness first, and that's how you started. That's right, you know, and, and, and you know, sometimes there's no there's no need to keep having to be with a teacher for everything all the time, you know. So in my early time, you know, I sat with a, a small group of um, four other people um, for this just going within my own soul, and then I would then do it every day on my own. And then it was about 12 months, and then Gordon Higginson said, you're now ready to begin, you know. So, and then even even with courses, you know, there are people who come to the Arthur Finley College, and they come quite red, you know, several times a year. And I'll say to them, you know, well, what have you done since you came last time? Nothing. I said, well, it's going to be starting from the beginning again. And this, a lot of people come on courses, then what the, you've given them They've done nothing with in the in-between time, so they're coming back, you know. And sometimes you can do too many courses. I only used to do two courses a year. But what I would do is take what I'd learned from that course back to my personal development circle and then go back six months later to see how I'd incorporated it and what stage was next for me or what was my weaknesses, what was my, my strengths. And then also, you know, I'm not going to be the right teacher for everybody. No teacher is, okay? And not every student's going to be the right for us. Every teacher has got something to offer. But I think in the beginning, yes, you maybe need to experience one or two, a few different ones. Um, but I think there's got to come a point where if you keep running to too many different teachers, do too many courses with too many different teachers, you end up in a confused state of this. You know, it's like I might be at the college in Sunstead, and I, I often there I take the advanced groups or the professional groups and mediums, and I'll say, and I'll say, you know, that's not good what you're doing. And yes, for the last time we came here, we were told to do that, and I said, well, in my eyes, it's not good. It's up to you. You've got to make up your own mind. And I said, this way, try my way, take it home, digest it and then decide 
whether my way will enhance your mediumship more or you want to go back to what you were given last time. It's your choice. But then I always ask, but don't just choose the easy option. We're going to struggle. We're going to have difficulty. Even as a, a professional medium for 30 years, I'll still have my contacts I'll struggle with. I'll still have a sitting. I might still have a sitting and I think I've scraped the barrel. I might have, wow, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was okay. And there might even be the odd one I'm saying, look, it's obviously it's not working or I'm not happy with it or it's obvious you're not happy. Let's call it a day. I'll arrange another time for you or I'll arrange one with the colleague. And let's be honest, you know, uh, because with this, there's no guarantee. We never know from one contact, one sitting, one demonstration to the next on to how it's going to be. You know, and there's so many ingredients, you know, not all the communicators are good communicators. I never know from one to the next how receptive I'm going to be at that time. And also um, the recipient or the audience can make a difference as well. So I always say for it to really work well, it needs all three to play their part. I know it's difficult for many of us to fully comprehend and understand that in reality, the physical is the illusion and the spirit is the reality and that is eternal. And if within our own souls and consciousness, we can grasp and live that reality, those difficulties and pain, whether it's grief, health or this material life um, that affect us, would not have the effect if we could accept that reality. Because if we look at this life journey in the earthly world, that it is only a grain of sand in a desert to our total experience of eternal life and expression of the spirit. And if we could live that reality, accept that reality, then you would find that this life, whatever came out our way, we'd always have the strength and the power to carry us, move us, and live and enjoy whatever's happened to us, the experience of life and the expression of the spirit and the eternal soul. On behalf of all of us, I want to thank Paul Jacobs for sharing these words with us today. I'm really left with the picture of God or the source or this light and having this relationship. No matter where we are on the journey, if we are 56 years in, 95 years in, 25 years in, we're at the perfect place exactly where we need to be. Whatever your passion is, if it's fueled with love, making a difference for others, following your joy, you can't go wrong. And I do believe we are supported. I said earlier, if you're interested in mediumship, we do the classes online. And it's kind of nice in the privacy of your own home to sit in a virtual development circle. But the spirit world works with us just the same. We don't need to be physically together. So if you want to join us anytime, you're welcome to join our circle. Just go to wedontdie.com. It's a link you can click up on the top of the page that says at home courses. And you can join one that's in progress or wait till the next one starts. Can I ask for all of us that we slow down that we give ourselves a pat on the back. We're just where we need to be. That we look around, that we get present to the miraculous life we are living. That we spend some time being grateful for it. And like Paul said earlier, he spent a year sitting in a development circle, not for mediumship, but just for self-awareness. Spend some time alone with your own soul in that quiet. The voice you hear in your mind may be the voice of guidance from your soul or from a loved one, but we are supported, we are loved, and we really matter. So, on behalf of myself, your loved ones, your spirit team, you are amazing. You are deeply loved you are so special, and you are one of a kind. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I'd like to thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.